How much time do we have, Pastor? Go for it, okay. About two months ago, it was Bike Week in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach Bike Week. So any kind of bike, motorbike, mo motorcycle, sorry. They say Bike Week. In any case, so Tiffany and Nathan and I decided to go down, and people said, man, you're crazy. All those bikes, all the noise, all the people. Exactly, that's why we go to Bike Week. Why could you not want to go? So we went down there, and we had a marvelous time. It was great. And then on Memorial Day, I had the privilege, not on the day, but the weekend, we, a lot of people got together. It's called Rolling Thunder, when a lot of motorbikes get together. And they travel down to Washington, D.C. just to honor the, the people who fought and, and go to the wall. And it's, it's, it's a great experience. But also, once again, so many people, why would you want to do that? Why would you not want to do that? But so many times when bikes are involved, especially with the people who, who do rolling thunder and things like that, there's, there's a motto that you see all along. It's either on a T-shirt or a banner. It's everywhere where you see the bikers. And it says, all gave some. Some gave all, obviously referring to, to men and women that have gone to war. And especially where you see these people together, they're people who are missing limbs, and they make their bikes specifically to cater for them. So, I mean, there's, there's one gentleman, his number plate is called One Leg. Why? He just has one leg. His other leg was blown off in war. But he rides. He goes everywhere. And this is what these people do. And where you go and you see these people, sometimes it's easy to see the scars or the damage that's done. And other times you can't physically tell that there is any scar. But as soon as you start speaking to them, you can definitely pick up that these people have been hurt and, and the war has left some scars. So can you remember the movie A Few Good Men? Where this general at the Guantanamo Bay says to the people in court, he says, you know, there are people that stand on a wall. And they fight for you so that you can sleep safe and sound at night. And if it were not for those people on the wall, you would not be able to live the life that you do. So all gave some and some gave all. But you know that Jesus gave absolutely everything. Jesus gave up everything that he had. The Bible says he gave up his deity, took on the form of a bond servant. Jesus literally gave all. That's not just a saying. He did. And why did he do that? For so many reasons. But we just want to read one verse here in, in Galatians. And I understand this is talking about the law. I'm not taking a verse out of context. I understand what it's saying. But this verse can apply to so many areas of our life. Galatians 5.1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. I'll say that again. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, the freedom by which Christ has made us free. Are there things that are holding you captive and that you're not free from? That's not right because Jesus paid so that we can be liberated from those things, so that we can be free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. 
And you see when all of these people with the bikes get together, one of the most amazing things is because the rallies are bigger than the person itself, you have black people, you have white people, you have brown people, you have fat people, you have skinny people, you have rich people, you have poor people. You've got all different kinds of bikes. But because they're there for something greater than themselves, they unite and they stand together because it's a greater call than just me. So I'm not going to care what you ride, what you look like. We are here together for a greater cause. And that's you and I in the kingdom as well. So now that we're talking about finances and tithes and offerings, the enemy comes so many times and he binds our minds with fear concerning finances. But we just read now that it says Jesus made you free from that. Do not be entangled again in a yoke of bondage. In other words, when Jesus came, he took away that fear because God has not given us a spirit of fear. So, so many times when we want to sow into the kingdom, the enemy comes and says, man, baby needs a new pair of shoes. School is starting now, blah, blah, blah. And, and then we hold back because out of fear. But it says, don't ever submit to that bondage again because Christ died, gave everything so that he can be your provider. And as you give into this kingdom that cannot be shaken, there's nothing to be afraid of as we give to God. So let's just obey the word. Let's not be fearful today or be brought into bondage because of if I give this money, where's my next money going to come from? Because he is the good shepherd who leads us by still waters, who takes us to a table while our enemies are there. And David said, my cup runneth over. That's the same Jesus today. So ushers, as you get ready to just take in. Father, we thank you that we have been set free from bondage of fear. And even concerning our finances, Lord, there should be no fear at all. Because you came to set us free. So as we give today by faith, we thank you that it's not even our faith, but we can read that you have set us free and therefore we can believe that we can give cheerfully because you are our provider. You came and gave yourself so that we could be set free. We give today into your kingdom and we bless you with us. We tell you that we trust you. Look, I trust my God. I refuse to fear, and therefore I give with a gracious, loving heart because I was set free by him. And we thank you that we have this opportunity to do this, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Ashes. Could you send that bag around? Thank you so much. Pastor Doug. <laughs> This is becoming a reoccurring theme. This was my second effort to uh, share this message this morning that uh, I guess two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were planning to do it, but God did something different in the midst of all of us, which was wonderful. It was great, powerful, good. And uh, again, so apparently this message is so powerful. You know, it's going to take... You've got to prep yourself. It's going to take several, a month or more to prep yourself 
to be ready. So we will send out, we will send, <laughs> we will send out prior announcements when I am planning to share this message so you can get ready, prepare yourself. You know, talking about how, you know, in the, the Old Testament, the priests were ministering and the glory came in and no one could stand. I have a sense that that's what it's going to be like. Yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Yeah, we, we, uh, we only have about 15 minutes. But that has been a wonderful morning. I tell you, it's been, been great. I, I love it. It seems like the one thing that the Lord keeps just reiterating this morning is freedom, liberty. You know, we all celebrated uh, I was, was going to say Thanksgiving Day. I don't know why. I was thankful. I was thankful for that barbecued chicken. But um, yesterday we celebrated Independence Day. And some of you can tell I'm a little hungover this morning. And I, I apologize. I, uh, I, I feel like I, I try to be very transparent before you guys that I just partook a little bit too heavily of the Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. <laughs> but I slathered it on that chicken. It was wonderful. It was great. If you don't know what I'm talking about, man, you got to go get you some Sweet Baby Ray's. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm sure y'all weren't thinking anything else, were you, this morning about being hungover? You need to be liberated. <laughs> I would like to share one scripture with you this morning. That's all that I'm permitted to share, apparently. In Romans chapter 6, I think we actually have this ready for the screen. I, uh, I love the, the verse rifle that you said of stand fast in our liberty. To stand fast in our liberty. I, I, like you, I'm sure this morning, I am so overwhelmed by what God has done in my life. I know you're overwhelmed by what God has done in your lives. And the liberty and freedom that he has brought into your life. Just when I thought that, okay, Lord, I, I, I understand it all, yet he, he reveals a bit more. And I see a, a bit more, and I'm, I'm, I'm undone again of his loving kindness and his grace and his mercy, and that he would, he would extend it toward someone like me, and he would extend it toward someone like you. Romans chapter 6, we've been doing a series, and we will continue to do this series. I believe it's so important of living the resurrected life. Romans chapter 6, verse 4 and verse 5. So therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, Wow. Wow. Just, it just gives us a, a little bit of a picture how powerful, how amazing is the glory of our Father 
that it would raise people from the dead. Even so, we should also walk in newness of life, going from death into life. For if we had been united together in the likeness of his death, then we were certainly, I love this, certainly we, sh we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. <clears throat> These two verses right here declare our Independence Day. This is your Independence Day. You were dead. You were separated from the Father. But you were united in Christ. You were united initially in Christ by your own sin. But because of, the, because of who Christ was, we died in that death. We died in that death. Christ hanging on the cross for you and I was a picture of what had already occurred in our lives, that we were dead. Sin had caused us to be dead. It was united with the Son because there was a greater plan. There was an Independence Day coming for you and I. An Independence Day that would be better than any fireworks show you could ever imagine. I tell you, when that stone rolled away and Jesus stepped out of that place and the angels were there, I tell you, that's better than Dogwood Dell, okay? <laughs> Much better. But it says here that if we died, we were united in this type of death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. The amazing thing is that we have the opportunity, you and I, when we leave this building, that we will be his representation, his ambassadors, we will be in human flesh his glory. When we step out of this place that we will encounter person after person after person that is separated from God. And they've never tasted freedom. They've never tasted liberty. And we have the opportunity because what God has done in our life and the testimony of what our life is like what it was and what it is now, that we have an opportunity to be able to encounter them in the resurrected life of Christ. I really believe there are a couple people here today that God is really calling out to you, that he loves you so intensely. When Jesus would come and he would say, Behold, the kingdom of God is now. It's here and it's good news. I want to tell you this morning that Christ is coming to you and he's putting before you the promise of good news. The promise of good news. Maybe you haven't had any good news for a long time. Maybe you tasted it at one time and you kind of fell away from it, or you never have tasted it in your entire life. Good news. 
There's nothing like good news. But this news is beyond what you can ever think or imagine because it speaks of your soul. It speaks of you. It speaks of a new way of life for you, a transformation that takes place in your life. And I just really want, just real quickly, listen, if you are here today and you have never tasted that liberty, you have never tasted that freedom of what it feels like to wake up in the morning and you know, man, I am free from sin. I am free from condemnation. I am free from guilt. I'm free from addiction. I am free from, from past patterns of my life. I have been set free to live a brand new life. It's, it's many of us have, we, we, we know what that's like, and it's, it's unbelievable. But you've never tasted it. I want to just you bow your heads for a minute, if you would. If that's you, God is reaching out to you today. God is meeting you in this place today, and he says that he loves you, he wants you, whether you have ever felt wanted before, he says, I want you because I can do amazing things in your life. I can change and transform your life. He is not here to condemn you, but to change you, transform you to that which you have always dreamed of and hoped for and wanted to be. And if that's you this morning and you have just, you have fallen away from God or you've never had the opportunity of accepting Christ into your life and you want to do that this morning, I just want you to lift your hand where you're at. Just lift your hand up and say, that's me. Will you pray for me? Anybody else? Take, let's take a minute. I, I just feel strongly that there's the Lord's. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning, Lord God. I thank you for your saving grace. God, I thank you that you extended salvation to us, God, and we didn't earn it. We could never earn it. We really didn't even deserve it, but that is your mercy, that is your kindness. And I pray today, God, for anyone in this place to say, listen, I've never tasted that. I've never tasted unconditional love. I've never tasted total forgiveness. I've never tasted complete freedom. I don't want to taste that today. I want to have it. I want it to be a part of my life. So I ask him to forgive me of my sin. I ask him to extend mercy to me this morning that I've been separated from him and I have chased after other things. And I realize today that I need to chase after God. And I ask his forgiveness and I also receive his forgiveness. And I ask him that he would come and take center place in my life, in my heart. I invite him to come into my life. I yield, I give my life over to him. 
This is my Independence Day from my sin, my guilt, my shame. my prison that I've been in. And today I am being set free. The key is going into the door right now and is unlocking the door and I am being set free in Christ's name. And I receive that right now. I receive the freedom in Christ right now. I receive Him as my Lord and Savior right now. I receive Him right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I want to tell you, if you prayed that prayer in your heart, before you leave this place, you need to tell someone. You need to tell the person that's sitting next to you. Say, listen, that was the expression of my heart this morning. I prayed that prayer. You need to share that with someone. It says that with our, with our mouth we confess Jesus Christ, Lord. And with our heart, we believe. So it's, it's, it's believing in our heart and confession of our mouth also both. Praise God. Amen. Y'all ready to go celebrate a little bit more Independence Day today? You know, let's all stand up, okay? Just want to let you know coming near you soon a sermon by Pastor Doug, okay. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord God. We thank you for all that you've done. God, it, it was in your will, God, in, in the perfection of your will, all that you have done this morning, Father. And we say thank you. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Abba, Father. Thank you that your presence fills not only our lives, but fills this room, fills our relationships. We thank you that we have been set free. We thank you that we are new creations in Christ. We thank you that we are your, your hands and your feet, your arms, your lips, your ears to those that have never been touched by your love. God, let us go out and let us touch those who have never been touched. God, Father, I thank you this morning, Lord. Just thank you this morning, Father. God, I pray that, Lord, that there will be a this week even more a greater revelation of who you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Praise you. If you need prayer this morning, I ask our, our if you're a